Welcome to the Whole Four Challenge. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. I created this five-day challenge to help you start living your life on purpose. During our time together, we'll focus on something I created called the Whole Four Wheel, which is comprised of the four W's, wealth, wellness, wonder, and worth. We'll discuss in detail how to implement each aspect into your life to create a stable foundation of wholeness, how to cultivate an abundance mindset, how to connect on a soul level with yourself and others, how to spark more joy into your days, and most importantly, how to reclaim your worth so that you can pursue a life filled with meaning, purpose, and passion. Because that's the dream, isn't it? I am so happy you're here. If you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the challenge and download the free workbook at thatsmarthustle.com slash whole four. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. So you can tag me in your posts using the hashtags whole four challenge and soul flow series. Are you ready? Let's get started. Day four, healing your way to self-worth. Welcome back, beautiful souls. Today, we are going to be talking about healing and specifically how to heal your way to self-worth. We're going to start off by opening up your workbook to the worksheet that is titled Healing. And today, we're going to focus mainly on fear and how our fears have held us back. So there are a number of different fears, right? We have fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of uncertainty, fear of the unknown, fear of loss, fear of not being enough. Real quick, I do want to clarify between uncertainty and the unknown and how I view these two because I think many people would say those are, you know, those are like the same thing. But for me, fear of uncertainty deals more with the immediate future. So kind of like the present moment and the immediate future, like if I feel tension or anxiety or I have unresolved feelings, that tends to bring about a sense of uncertainty for what's going to happen in my immediate future. Whereas the unknown, I frame that more of in a longer term sense. So my long-term future, kind of like being afraid of the bigger picture. So on your worksheet, it asks you to draw a line to the things that you are most afraid of. And then there's a prompt at the bottom of the worksheet that asks you how those fears have held you back and what things you would have pursued had it not been for those fears. So if you want to take a moment to press pause and go ahead and fill that worksheet out, feel free to do that. So the first step to healing our way to self-worth is becoming aware that we have unmanaged pain and all unmanaged pain is, is fear. Just know that whatever it is you drew a line to, that is unmanaged pain. That is a pain point for you. That is a trigger for you. Whenever we have something that is unmanaged, the opposite of that is to manage it. So the opposite is always going to be the solution. So if we have something that is unmanaged, like unmanaged pain, unmanaged fear, then we need to start to manage it. And how we manage our unmanaged pain and fear is to expose it, which means like for everything else we've done, we have to bring it out of the closet. We have to dust it off. We have to pull it out of the mental file cabinet. And how we expose it is to think about the worst case scenario, like what would happen if we were to actually pursue it? Because that worst case scenario is the thing that you've been telling yourself about the untapped dream. You're telling yourself that that's going to be the outcome. That's the only thing that can happen. 
Otherwise, you would have gone after and pursued that untapped dream. So let's say that you want to write a book and let's say the three main fears that you have as to why you haven't written your book have to do with rejection, not being enough, and failure. So for fear of rejection, the outcome or the worst case scenario that you might think of could be something like, well, it's going to be rejected by literary agents or it's not going to be picked up by a literary agent or a publisher. For your fear of not enough, perhaps the outcome or the worst case scenario is that someone tells you that your book sucks or you get a bad review. And for your fear of failure, the worst case scenario could be, you know, it's too hard, I'm never gonna finish this, and then I'm gonna feel like a failure. So we have our worst case scenarios, right? We have rejection, not being enough, and failure. What we have to do then is dismantle these worst case scenarios, and we need to change our perception around the fear, around the worst case scenario. So for rejection, you're afraid to be rejected by literary agents, just know that it will be, but that that's not the only path. If you want to publish or get your book published, that's not the only path. There is more than one path besides just going through literary agents. When it comes to your fear of not enough and having someone tell you that your book sucks, you know what? People are. People may not like your book. It's just a fact of life. You're not going to please everyone. And the thing is, art is subjective. So if everyone liked it, it wouldn't make sense. What matters is that you wrote a book that you are proud of. You told the story that you wanted to tell. That's the only thing that matters. Everything else is subjective. Everything else is just noise. For fear of failure, if you're telling yourself it's too hard, I'm not going to finish, which means I'll be a failure, I want you to know that yes, writing a book is hard, but it's not impossible. And actually, you're the one in control of finishing it. So stop putting expectations and judgments and deadlines and pressure around when you're going to finish the book and just write the book. You're in control of when you finish it. Okay, there may be a little bit of a difference in the sound quality of this next part because this is one of the things I hate about living in a neighborhood that has, you know, an HOA and lawns and yards that need to be manicured and mowed. I feel like there's always mowing, some kind of mowing, leaf blower, lawn mower, whatever it is going on outside. And so it got so, so loud in my office because it's not soundproof. So I actually had to go into my closet because it is the only place where the sound does not carry. So apologies for the difference in sound quality, but I've got too much to say to let the lawn mowers and the leaf blowers get in my way. Okay, so let's talk about the next goal. The next goal, have the body of my dreams. So your first fear could have something to do with uncertainty or the unknown. Maybe you think to yourself, it takes too long to see results, so what's the point? And then maybe your next fear is fear of loss, where you think, well, I like food too much. I like the things that I'm currently eating. I like my diet right now. I don't want to give up my Diet Coke or these chips or whatever it is. So you fear that loss. You fear not being able to eat something that you're used to eating. Or it could be that you dislike exercise too much. And maybe your third fear is fear of failure. You think to yourself, this isn't going to stick and I'm just going to gain all of this weight back. So how we dismantle these limiting beliefs, these worst case scenarios, these soul outcomes that we've come up with is, you know, for fear of uncertainty or the unknown, 
it takes too long to see results. Well, you have to understand when it comes to health and having the body of your dreams, it's not just a destination. Like once you get there, it's not just going to stay that way. You're not going to suddenly arrive at your goal weight and it's just going to stay that way forever and you can go back to eating whatever you want and not exercising. It's a journey. It is, it's not a destination. It's something you'll constantly have to work at, but the process is going to become easier and more enjoyable. You just have to start now or it's never going to happen. When it comes to fear of loss, thinking like, I like food too much. I don't want to have to give up X, Y, Z. Think about a healthy food that you do like. For me, I actually like broccoli. I like Brussels sprouts. When I start thinking about the healthy foods that I do like, another one is sweet potatoes. When you think about the healthy foods that you do like and then start creating meals based on those healthy foods, it then becomes easier to eat healthier because you're like, oh, I actually like this. And you may not be able to find right off the bat things you like, but that could mean that you need to try some new vegetables or try some new recipes. That's why I signed up for HelloFresh for for so many months. I could try new recipes and new things that I otherwise wouldn't would have never cooked. If you think about the fact that you dislike exercise too much and you fear losing the time, you know, sitting on the couch Netflix and chilling or reading a book or just relaxing, you fear losing that time because you have to replace it with exercise. Think about an exercise or find an exercise that you actually enjoy. I hate going to the gym. I hate strength training. I hate lifting weights. There's nothing more boring to me. I could put on the most pumped up playlist, wear my headphones, I hate it. I absolutely can't stand it. But my Peloton and having an instructor kind of like yelling at me, not yelling at me, they're more motivating me, inspiring me, talking very, very loudly at me to do all of the things and to, you know, pedal faster and to stand up. Like I actually can dance on my bike. Dancing and riding my Peloton are the two forms of working out and exercising that I absolutely love. I think the problem when we think about working out and exercising is we think it has to be this structured and rigid plan and that it has to be the same thing every single day. It doesn't. You can switch it up. I've gone rock climbing before. I've rollerbladed around my neighborhood. I've gone for an actual bike ride, you know, when it's not 98 degrees outside. It's about finding an exercise, an activity, something that's active, something that will get your heart rate up that you enjoy. And you know, if it's taking your dog for a walk, that's great. Do that every single day and maybe just put in quick little jogs or quick little sprints with your dog. That's going to be great for you and your dog's really going to enjoy it too. And then the third dream, quit my job and start a business. You could find that your fears are related to fear of failure, fear of rejection, and you know, fear of the unknown. Definitely more forward forward-looking, longer-term future when it comes to quitting a job and starting a business because there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to the bigger picture. So for fear of failure, you might say to yourself, well, I won't make enough money and I'll have to get another job. And for fear of rejection, you may say, my family won't approve or be supportive. And for fear of the unknown, you might say, I don't know what to expect if I do quit my job and start a business. It's completely foreign to me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what to expect. And how we dismantle these worst case scenarios when it comes to failure is to realize, well, if you're not making enough money and you think you may have to get another job, that's not failure. That's just a pivot. That's just a growth pivot. You're just pivoting in another direction to try something new. 
I know plenty of people who have quit their full-time job and, you know, started their business and then did pick up another job on the side, just a part-time job, something to do at home to bring in a little extra income. That's totally fine if that's something you need to do. And oftentimes that is the path that a lot of people take. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. That means that you are taking care of yourself and your finances and having the money come in in a different way. It's just a different source of income to help you fund your business and grow it to the point where you can eventually quit that part-time job if you want to. Dismantling fear of rejection. My family won't approve or be supportive. Well, you know what? It's not their life to live. And if anything, if they're not approving of your choices or they're not showing approval, they're not being supportive, it just means that like you're just holding the mirror up to them. They're seeing a reflection of themselves in that you know, my daughter or my son is going after their dreams and the things they want, you know, at blank age. And I didn't do that at that age. I was focused on XYZ. So they should be focused on XYZ. That's their reality. That is their reality, not yours. You do not have to accept that reality. You get to create your own because in the end, it is not their life to live and they can be concerned and they can be worried and they can express that however they want. But you need to remember that it is not their life. It is yours. And if you don't do the things that are truly aligned to you, if you don't pursue the things that you really want, and you don't need to justify why to anybody but yourself, that fear of rejection is always going to be there. And if you need something to say to a friend or family member who is not showing approval, who is not being supportive, you can say, listen, this is something that I really want to do. I have figured everything out in my life up until this point. I'm going to figure this out too. Like I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm going to figure this out. Just because your parents didn't chase their dreams at your age doesn't mean that you can't go chase yours. By showing yourself what's possible, you'll ultimately show them what's possible, what has always been possible for you and for them. And then we have fear of the unknown. I don't know what to expect when I quit my job and start a business. It's completely foreign to me. This is one of the, the funniest fears. It's the one I struggle with a lot because I'm someone who really, really likes security and stability. So when I did quit my full-time job to pursue my business full-time, I did have that fear of the unknown. I was like, I don't really know what to expect. This is foreign to me. Like I have kind of an idea, but not really. And how I dismantled this fear was by asking myself the question, do we ever, do we ever actually know what to expect, because the only constant is change. And then I started thinking, I'd rather have to adapt while doing something I love versus doing something that I don't. So really, when it comes down to it, our fears are nothing more than our perception of limitation. So we have a perception of limitation when it comes to failure, rejection, uncertainty, not being enough, loss, the unknown. Well, what if we were to start viewing our fears as opportunity? What if we started viewing failure as an opportunity for a growth pivot, for, you know, to be able to grow or to pivot in another direction? What happens if we start viewing rejection as an opportunity for love, for self-love? What if we started viewing uncertainty as an opportunity to cultivate a sense of confidence? What if we started viewing 
not being enough as an opportunity to reclaim our sense of self-worth? What if the fear of loss is just an opportunity to heal? What if fear of the unknown is an opportunity to surrender control? Your fear is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to try something new, to acquire a new skill, to heal open wounds, to open your heart, to embrace change because change is going to be there no matter what. The first step to healing our way to self-worth is awareness. It is awareness of these unmanaged fears and the pain that they are causing us. All it takes is to expose the fear and dismantle the worst case scenario, the perception of the worst case scenario surrounding that fear. And you can do that by answering a question with another question. It's just like that famous quote says, but what if I fail? Oh, my darling, but what if you fly?